Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. And today I'm joined all the way from Tennessee in the United States by Dr. Victor Manzo. He is a former certified pediatric chiropractor, and he is the author of three books, and he is now a business and mindset coach. Okay, so he helps people with their mindset, with their business, and maybe to have a better quality of life. Would that be fair to say, Victor? Welcome to the show. 100% and thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. No, it's a pleasure to have you. You also have your own podcast too, which I will link in the description box attached, the Mindful Experiment podcast. And that's really popular, right? You have a lot of people listening in. I've been working hard at this for about four years now. We're about four, almost 400 episodes in. And uh, yeah, wow. we'll, we, we get we get a, a good percentage of people to uh, tune in. I've been blessed. It's been a, it's been an awesome journey. And I can't believe I'm already four years plus into this. It's mad, isn't it? I have my first anniversary of this show uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. I can't believe it's been a year already. So I can't imagine being four years in because people don't really realize the amount of work that goes into a podcast you know but anyway oh 100% so um I want to talk to you about the mindset stuff shortly okay but first I want to talk to you about your spiritual journey which has brought you to where you are today and I'd love if you describe it in your own words um because I was reading some of this and it just sounds amazing okay and you were talking about your family's fear of death you might talk to us about that as well a little yeah, um, you know my spiritual my spiritual journey has many levels to it because I was born Roman Italian Catholic, and so um, I I learned the art of embracing and knowing guilt and shame. That's what it always came to me. If I didn't do something, or if I accept somebody, or if I do this, or if I do that, um, and then that was my first initial when I stepped away. I went to I went away to college and. I didn't have the resistance of that as much because I just had questions. I, it wasn't like I was going against it or trying to be negative or any. I was just wanting to understand things I've read in the Bible and just, you know, the things that were said just didn't make sense to me. It didn't sit right with me. And uh, 19 years old, I go to Arizona State and I started to be like, you know what? I'm, I want to I study other religions. So I looked at Christianity, which is similar to Catholicism, just they don't have all the saints and everything else. Jesus is still the savior. And then it, that was cool for a little bit. And then I was like, all right, this is kind of similar stuff. And then I got into Buddhism and Hinduism and so forth. And that's when my mind opened because it was just like, all right, I'm hearing stuff here, but it's very similar here, but there's differences in here and here. And they both have truths in their own way. And it, it just opened my whole mind to understand that nothing in life is one way. There's a gazillion yeah. infinite paths to where to that, that level of whatever you want to achieve. And that really helped me with my own self because I was told all the time, this is only what, this is the way, this is what you do. This is the way, this is how you do it. And that's it. Uh, very authoritarian type. But, um, but then later on in my life, um, I had many other, again, like I said, multiple spiritual stuff happen. But um, one of the big ones that you're bringing up about death, that one has, I didn't realize I had such a huge fear of death. Um, if you talked to me you know, when I was 25, 26, I would have told you, not nope, life's infinite. We live on forever. Death is just a, a door, like a portal. You just, whatever, that's, it's just what it is. And that's how it goes. I understood that intellectually. 
But mm -hmm. deep down, there was stuff that I didn't know that existed that was deep rooted. And it all started at about 29 years old. I remember I was telling my, my wife at the time, I was like, I'm going to sleep and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Like I feel this leaving feeling happen. And then all of a sudden I'll catch it. Like I'll wake up and know it like I'm not there. And then I'll just, my, my, my soul will come right back into my body. And she's like, how do you know that's happening? I'm like, I've, well, I've had, I've left my body before I've, I've, in, in meditations and, and stuff like that. So I, I know the feeling, but I was like, it's, 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 but there's a fear behind it. Like I'm going to leave and I'm going to be gone. And like the candlelight's going to go out. And I don't know why I have these feelings. And this is what started to open up the door where I was like, I need to start looking at what can I do to address this? Cause I didn't like that feeling. It was very heavy and it was happening often. Yeah. And, um, in that process, I started to study things like um, DMT, the spirit molecule D documentary came out. And I was like, I knew about DMT from learning just biochemistry and, 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 and uh, chiropractic because DMT is in everything. It's in plants. It's in animals that we have it. We have it when it releases at night. So I knew about the molecule. So as I watched this and I was like, wow, there's actually stuff that opens up the portals to them. Like, that's interesting. And then I was like, so I started learning about things like ayahuasca and psilocybin and all these other things. Um, but I'm someone who's never taken anything in my life, a drug. I mean, they can, they consider this a drug, but I've never taken anything in my entire life. So understand I am, I'm pure as pure. And so all of a sudden, uh, a couple months later, you talk about divine intervention or divine guidance. Um, there was a chiropractor who practiced a little bit of ways from where I was. She was friends with one of my coach who lived in Alaska. So you can see the difference there. You know, I'm in Chicago <laughs> at the time and, and my coach is in Alaska and this way. is one of her friends. So I was like, Oh my God, your friend, I would love to meet up. I love meeting new chiropractor or just meeting chiropractors. So let's, let's get lunch. So we got lunch and we had such a great connection, but all of a sudden she's like, I am being guided. I, she goes, I don't know if I should tell you this. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I'm getting messages from the other side. Does that sound weird? I'm like, absolutely not. I was like, if, since you're getting messages, you're gonna have to tell me now. And so she's like, okay, have you ever done ayahuasca? And I go, or you ever heard of ayahuasca first? And I go, I don't even know. What the, I go, it's funny you're bringing that up. I just watched the thing in three couple months ago. I've been researching this stuff. She's like, you you need to do ayahuasca. I'm being guided and told that you need to do ayahuasca, and I have an opportunity for you. And she goes, it's just it's it's, it's going to happen in, a, in in about a month, but I can probably we can make it happen. So I looked and I was like. Okay, maybe this is divine guidance. All right, great. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I said, oh, well, you know, let me think about this. I have, you know, I was going to do it myself. And then I was like, let me let me ask my my girlfriend, who's my wife now. And I said, Dude, you, would you want to come with me on this? I felt like it would have been better for us to be together with this. I had no idea what I was sure. walking myself into. And that's where, long story short, in the first night, I overcame the fear of death because I did die. I went, I actually felt what it is to die. You fight it, right? And there's this whole resistance to death when you know it's coming. And I remember in my mind, I knew it was coming. Like my mind was freaking out because it knew like, oh, your end's coming. Here's your end. And I'm going, no, I can't die. I got to stay up. I got to keep. I just felt so uncomfortable. I was so jittery. I'm not normally like that. Um, and it, there was so much fear. But long story short, there came the point I remember laying on my side and there was a message in my head. They call it, it was probably mother. They call it mother Aya or ayahuasca speaking to you and saying, just surrender, just surrender, stop fighting. And I was like, I can't, I gotta, I gotta stay alive. I can't go. I can't knock out here. And I was on my side and all of a sudden my body just got so weak that all of a sudden I just couldn't hold up anymore. And I just collapsed. I just, just gave up. And then lights went out, which I've heard in so many times in my studies afterwards of how that works. And then the lights came back on. And then all of a sudden I was like in this beautiful love, pure bliss state. 
And I was just like, where the heck? And I, I knew it. I knew the thing is, I wasn't like, I didn't know that experience. My, my I practice meditation so much. And I've done so many things where I've gotten to those states very rarely, but it does happen. So I was like, this is bliss, but this is a whole different feeling of this. And I was just like, where am I? And all of a sudden, things were just coming to me so quick. And um, then all of a sudden, I was kind of laughing at a certain point because I saw how much I feared death. And actually, I feared something that was actually the most blissful thing ever. And I was like, this is so crazy how I had this fear. And then it started to show me where it came from, how my ancestors had it. And it's a heavy thing on humanity anyhow, right? Mm -hmm. But I had it for so long. And in that wasn't the moment like I was like a lot of people say, oh, I've done ayahuasca and all of a sudden I'm cured or wow, I don't have this anymore. That wasn't the case for me. The fear of death was still there, but I had a different experience of it. And what 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 it what it started to do is in, instill in me a curiosity of the soul. Now, what's mm-hmm. the what's the afterlife? Are we truly infinite? And how are we infinite? What's that life like? And but I wanted to I also did my own investigation. I was starting to ask family members like, are you afraid of death? Have you been afraid? Well, you know, what does life after that's it? Nothing else. That's it. We're done. And I was like, all right, that's that. There's one. And I started to notice that it was in the, it was very common around my family. And um, then that was the point where I did my own research. It took me on a journey for three years studying the soul life and afterlife and death and everything else to get to the point where I was like, I got this. I understand now the soul life. I understand. And it's so cool because hermetic principles, what, four or 5,000 years ago, they said as above is so be- as above is so below. And that is so true on so many levels. It's crazy how they do that stuff so far back then and how our life and how it is here is very similar into the, in the spiritual realms and so forth. Sure. There's so much to unfold in that, okay? So firstly, I want to say that, you know, it's so common, and I'm sure you've come across this too. So many people talk about fear and death until they understand the afterlife, and then it turns to, uh, I only fear how I'll die, <laughs> you know? So it's not the after process, it's how I get that, to that process. But this I and Asha, I'd never heard of it before, okay? I did look it up when I saw your information, but can you explain to people who are listening who probably haven't heard about this before what exactly it is? Yeah, so most most places it's illegal. I'm assuming it is over in Europe. I know it is in it the United is. States. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a brew that has been made for you know thousands of years in South America, specifically in Peru. And what they did back in the day, the, the, the shamans will make this brew. And what it would do is it would guide them to divine intervention because it takes us to the other side. DMT is a molecule that connects us to the spiritual realms and it comes from the pineal gland. So when you think about this, when you when you take something like this, it's going to take you into a state of mind, elevate your consciousness. And so they would do that for a whole plethora of things to go see. I mean, sometimes they, I may be wrong on this. It's been a while since I've, I've read the, read up on this, but I remember uh, reading that they were saying like they used to take this stuff and then go into the jungle. They would do this for like survival purposes and to help them trust, you know, get into that higher level of consciousness. But the main purpose of, of Mother uh, Ayahuasca is to really um, elevate your consciousness, break down your identity. So it's, it's an intense work. It's not like something subtle and loving or this. It, it literally blows down it, all the walls of your reality of what you've created. And it just takes them all out immediately. And then all of a sudden, this is then you see a whole different realm to things. But the beautiful thing about it is there's a lot of healing potential there because it helps you see things in ways that you don't normally will see something. So if you have a fear, like I remember my intention there 
was just to be more in love with what I wanted to do in life. And it's just fascinating because, it, it, you know, the first night was a beautiful experience. But after that, I had a lot of fears I had to go through. I, you know, I had to go into the dark to really work through my fears, which is all my mind. It's all created in my mind anyhow. And um, but it can create a massive healing journey. And some people who have like PTSD or had depression, they don't have it anymore. It's helped them heal with that. But they, it helps you look at things from a different perspective but it's 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 a feeling base like it really it's like a mind trick on you where you actually you you're in this state like it's a the feeling the movie everything when i was dying it wasn't like i was just sitting there going oh this is this is what's happened no no no. it was like me being on a deathbed feeling what it is to be on a deathbed like intense emotions with all that and so it does that to help you transcend, to see past the fear or see past the blockage to allow you to see a higher self of you to actually try to get that experience. Wow. So first of all, I want to say to anybody who's listening, okay, it's illegal in Ireland. <laughs> okay. We're not advising that you go out and try and get some of this. Okay. It's the, it's the DMT. It's, it's the ingredient in it that is illegal in um, Ireland. So you can't get it here, not legally anyway. But, you know, I've never taken anything. I'm someone now, I mean, the epidural for my C-section was the strongest thing I've ever had. So, um, is this like getting high? <laughs> I know it's probably a ridiculous question, but I've never taken anything, so. I know what you mean by that. And it's 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 a different experience. It's not like taking something to get, it's not like taking like a marijuana or, or uh, you know, mm -hmm. cannabis to get to that elevate. Because cannabis is, is another form to elevate. That's why we call it getting high. Mm -hmm. If you do it right, it elevates your consciousness too. Because these are all, they call them teacher plants. And, and unfortunately, the governments and so forth have given us negative. They've, they've coined it in a certain like we call it marijuana. Marijuana is a mm -hmm. drug name that they use in the streets to get us to look at it from that perspective. But the real name is cannabis. That's the name of, uh, of it. Uh, but we think of marijuana and that that tires it into that. Same thing as others. But teacher plants are there to teach us things and help us with stuff. And so there's different like elements of consciousness in each of those. So if you've ever seen like people who do like artwork who've, or who've done ayahuasca, you'll see there's a lot of colors to it. It's very like jungle like feeling because that's the where it comes from. That's the essence where some people who've done like um um, psilocybin, which I've never done. Um, like I said, I've only done ayahuasca my entire life. That's it. But um, psilocybin or other things, you'll see there's a different energy consciousness to there. And so there's different teaching elements to these to help us do that. So yeah, no, it is not like getting high at all. It is vastly different. It is a whole altering consciousness type of place. Um, the, the, the best way I can explain it, and this is what times I tell people who are like interested, I'm always like, your world's going to be blown away. The, literally, you're going to, we have something called in our brain called a generator, and it kind of keeps us fixed in this dimension. So that way we don't excel out of it. You can through meditations and other things. And because here, and just for all the listeners, I am not someone who promotes these things. Like I'm a big fan of them. I'm, they are mm -hmm. there for reasons. And, and if it, you feel resonating to that, I always tell people, if you feel like you're, you're called to that, then do that. I'm a purist at heart. A purist means that I, I have, you have pretty much everything inside you to do that. Deepak Chopra talks about this. You have this whole thing that you can access and you can because I've only done ayahuasca one weekend. I never did it again. That was 2013. Um, will I ever do it again? Probably not. The reason why is I've learned what that feeling is now. I felt it so deep and so intense that now, and it doesn't happen often, but I'll do it in my meditations to try to get that in place. I'll use a gong bath to try to get that place. I, I use other things that I don't have to, and it's nothing wrong. I mean, 
ayahuasca is very healing um, mm-hmm. in many ways, emotional, physical, chemical. But it, it's one of those things where I did read, I'm though, that curious. if you have some psychiatric history, that it can make it worse. So I would just advise people to do their research and, yeah. you know, not to just take stuff. And that would be with anything that you put into your body. Um, True. It's not obviously not addictive then. You were able to do it once and then leave it to the side. It's not addictive at all. I've had I have friends that have done it, you know, 40, 50 times and there's there's no addiction to it. They just choose to do it on their times. The thing I will advise though with ayahuasca is that because it opens you up to so much, you want to have a prop a good shaman who knows, you know, that they can protect cuz it, it it it's a ceremony. It's not something you just, you know, like a do a like a like a drug per se. You just do it just to get a high or you have a drink of alcohol just because you want to, you know, chill out. Yeah. This is something that's very sacred and spiritual. This is, this is a very intimate journey that you're going to go through, and there's a lot of stuff that's going to come up. So, unfortunately, in today's world with this, it's, it, I hear a lot of people are doing it now, and it's getting very popular. And I'm excited in one way, and I'm also sad in another because a lot of times people are like, oh, this is a cool thing to do. I'm going to go do this because everyone else does it. And it's like that's not what it's designed for. It's designed to heal. It's designed to work on things to help you expand and grow. And you can't cheat this. You can't think, well, I'll just think this, and that's it. It's an energy thing. So if you have it, you come in with not the proper intentions, ayahuasca is going to, you know, nature can be very loving and it can be very harsh. And it's one, it's a fine line in between the two. So if you're coming in with the wrong intent, it's going to be harsh and you're going to have that experience. And, and so having a proper shaman to protect your spiritual aspects of yourself, your, you know, cause you, you open up on every level energetically and, and, and so forth um, to protect and keep the space in a very healing perspective. Yeah, it's so important. And did you have to go to Peru for this ceremony? No, uh, there was. I was able to do it in the states in some way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. We'll say no more. <laughs> Thanks. So, I mean, I thought about going to Peru, but I was like looking at it. But uh, uh, thankfully, there was. It, it was. It, we were able to do that under uh, a certain element that made it legal. No, that's cool. Um, so this ceremony helped you now can i ask you because you, you've researched it a lot so when you're saying to me and I, I i don't doubt your experience at all that you died do you think that was a an out-of-body experience or do you think you physically died i didn't like so like my heartbeat would died and all that kind of stuff like i mean my heartbeat died, went down and that was it no, it was more of that out-of-body experience. It just takes your mind elevates so much into a different realm. And so mm-hmm. I went into that realm. So, like, I'm seeing everything. Like, I, if I open my eyes, I see the world. Like, nothing changed there. But if I close my eyes, that's when I've seen it. Like, I'm, see, I'm, I'm there experiencing it. I Like, the whole thing. And it's just, it's kind of... It, it man, it's, it's so hard to put in words. I, I wish I could put it in words. But it's like, you're just accessing different dimensions. And it's just... Um, it's a whole different reality, and it just put me in this state. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like the Matrix. You go into a program, right? And they they put this program, and also I'm in this place, and it's like here it is. I'm feeling it. I'm seeing it. It's all the senses are there. There's nothing mm-hmm. like I'm literally. It's all palpable, and the thoughts are there. I'm still there. Everything's all there, but it's just a whole different experience at the moment. And then that's where you know that the whole thing kind of happens. And then you could open your eyes, and you'd be like, okay, I'm back here. And then you can close your eyes and boom, you're right back there. And it's like instant. Like it's so – like I said, like I said, I've done this in meditation. It takes me a little bit to get into that state. And here I am. I'll be like open my eyes and I see the thing and I'm seeing all – like it's interesting because I remember when it first started kicking in, they're like you'll start to notice things in about 45 minutes. And unfortunately, I'm very sensitive I found out to these kind of things. Um, 
So it was like 15 minutes for me. I'm starting to see like sacral geometry in the ceiling. And like, with wow. like it was just so, it was like pulsing. And I've heard of this through spiritual stuff before, like listening to like the earth pulses. We just don't, we don't, we don't tap in that dimension to see that. Um, and I would just be watching and I could see the pulse. And I'm like, I've seen this before with like a flickering of light. Sometimes you can see. Now this is without stuff. You could just like there's like there's a pulsation to this this earth. Um, it's living, and I would just be staring at the ceiling, and I'm going, "Oh crap, what I get myself into?" Because I don't like I don't like hallucinations. I don't like psychedelic. Like I don't like that part of it. Um, and uh, but it was interesting because I would go close my eyes and boom, right back to where I was. And then I open my eyes and be like, "Okay, I'm still here. All right, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay." And then my heart's like racing like crazy because I have all this fear. Then I'm like. But everything's fine. I'm here. I feel a little weird, but I'm okay. And then I close my eyes and bam, right back to that experience. And it was just, it was so interesting. But yeah, it, it is a, it, it's, it's, yeah, I wish I, it's hard to put in words. It's just a whole, the best way I can explain it is like if you ever saw the Matrix, the movies, how they, they do the, the programs just to train and you just have a whole different scenario, uh, a room you're in with everything and there's all the feelings and everything. That's the best way I can explain it. I have never seen those movies, so I'm definitely going to have to <laughs> watch them. And I, I suppose I've always been scared. And even when you're talking about it, I don't even drink alcohol because I don't like the feeling of kind of not being in control and all that. So it might not necessarily be for me, but, you know, people could definitely look into it. But as you say, be careful that you've got somebody that's, you know, watching over you during this process and make sure you're somewhere with that it's legal. We have to say that too. <laughs> and you mentioned the Matrix there. Your did your book come out, or you have a book coming out this summer, decoding the Matrix? I, I had it come out in May, uh, end of May, decoding the Matrix. Congratulations. So, what kind of information you were talking there a minute ago about decoding the Matrix? And I guess this kind of comes into where the mindset part comes in with you, that your whole mindset changed um, with the, with this journey. And this is what you try. Now, I should mention this is your third book. Okay, you have a book, Rediscover Your Greatness, uh, Powerful Methods for Universal Laws, and there was another one. Sorry, I I, I didn't write it My down. My second one, yeah, no, no, fine. My second one is the A Walk in the Dark. A Walk in the Dark. So this is the third. Now, are they a series? Do you have to start with the first one and read them all? No. So they, they no. stand independently. So tell us about Decoding the Matrix then. Yeah, Decoding the Matrix is all about the conditioning that we're faced in life. So if, if you, since you haven't watched The Matrix, I highly recommend watching at least the first one. You'll understand a little okay. bit of this. Um, because the in the movie The Matrix, they there's this there's this uh, entity, consciousness that – or not consciousness, an entity that – it's like a program. We live in this program. In the spiritual world, when I was going and learning spirituality, energy medicine, and all the and energy, yeah, energy medicine and all these different techniques – I would always hear people be like, we got to escape the matrix. We got to get out of the matrix. We live in the matrix. And I never understood what that was. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. You make it seem like it's bad in some way. But as I've, you know, time has gone on, gained more experiences and stuff, I started to say, you know, I was like, wow, there's a, there is an actual matrix. The other term for that would be uh, the collective human consciousness. Okay. And so for those who may not know what that is, that's the, that's the averaging out every thought, emotion, and what people focus on. That creates a certain vibration. And so when you take all those vibrations, you average that out, that is the matrix of humanity. Now, Earth has its own matrix. The solar system has its own matrix. Every, and every th single thing has a matrix. But it's, it's, then it's just what wherever that matrix is vibrating at, that is going to influence you every single day unless you break out of that in a sense of raising your vibe to do that. 
So I share how the matrix conditions you and I break it down into sub matrices. So like you're in Europe, I'm in, I'm in North America. Um, there's those matrix sub matrices, but then we also have, um, I was originally from Chicago. Um, so there's that sub matrix. And then of course it breaks it all the way down, family units, friends down to you and me. So, and how the conditioning of that conditions our mind, which then conditions our reality. And the prop, the issue with not breaking out of the matrix is then you become part, you, you're easily controlled and influenced because again, vibration, you're always going to go to, you know, if you're, if it's, it's I call this the lobster, it's the lobster effect or the crab effect. I've heard two different ways of this. It's the same thing though. You get three lobsters in a tank. If one decides to leave as it works up the wall, the other two, for some reason are going to pull it back down. I don't know why that is. I always tell people, like, if anyone knows the answer to that, please let me know because I would love to know why they do that. <laughs> but they'll pull shit. it back. Yeah, they'll pull it back down. And so that's the kind of what the matrix does. It doesn't want – it wants to keep every, as much as it can here. This is the vibration. If we try to get out, it's going to try to pull us back down. So we have to hold on to our vibe, and we can do that very easily. And so um, – and, and I share that in that realm to do that because then you can have different experiences than what the majority has. You can have you can start to live more of what you choose to experience rather than just muting out everyone's experience. Because unfortunately, there are people in power and people of massive influence that can influence the matrix. And those who do that do that for control because they can control behavior. And when they control behavior, they gain more power and influence. And it just continues to be this huge cycle. Some people say that you're, you're going down a conspiracy theory route. And I'm like, I'm not. It's just the way it works. I mean, the more eyes on something, the more people focus on something, the more it's going to condition the matrix to to go through that experience. Like everyone in the pandemic or most people in the pandemic, if they're a business owner, they suffered in business because of that in some way, shape or form. But the truth is, that's just those who were controlled or they didn't they didn't really tap into their truth and their essence. There are other people, especially people I worked with who could not work anymore because of lockdowns, but they totally transformed their whole entire life. And one to two years later, they're, they're living the life that they couldn't even possibly imagine. And it's because you, you tap out of that and do those kind of things. So that's kind of the matrix in a nutshell. I do share stuff on mindset. I do talk about vision, but then I also get into why it's, what is your potential and how you can, how, how you can be aware of what your true potential really is. And then what's the importance of why we should be unleashing our potential to lead to our spiritual awakening. What does that do for us? What does that do for humanity? And what does it do for the matrix? Because the matrix will always be here. It doesn't, it's, it's never going to go away. But we can elevate and change the matrix, which then all of a sudden changes the whole experience here for humanity and so much more. Wow. I'm definitely going to have to, well, I probably have to watch the movies first. <laughs> Is that Keanu Reeves? Yeah, I think I, I could probably watch that. Um, but I definitely would have to get the book. <laughs> I, I'm probably more likely to read a book than watch the movie, to be fair. Um, so, I suppose it all comes back to mindset and changing your outlook. Isn't that really, I mean, I hate to put a, a bottom line on it, but it sounds to me like this is it. And, you know, when people are, because a lot of people listening, and I think the last two years have really changed how people look at their lives and where they want to be. And there's a lot of people unhappy at the moment. You know, how would you tell people, like, what would be the first step, okay, um, if I wanted to change my mindset today, would it be meditation? Would it be, you know, reading a book? What would you advise to someone? You know, meditation is great. The only problem with meditation starting out for someone who's never done it is they're going to be very frustrated, right? Because okay. it's one of the things where we're so, so there's so many thoughts going on in our mind uh, and, and we're, we're not used to holding in 
Because I remember meditation be very frustrating for me years ago. Now it's like it's my thing I do every single day. I just love it. It's my way to connect and just center myself. Um, what I would recommend for someone who's not happy is remember a moment when you were. Okay. Don't pay attention to what you were doing. Pay attention to how you felt. That is the bigger element, and this is what I teach a lot with my clients is because we get so caught up in, as a world, we're again conditioned because of the matrix. We do all, it's so conditioned in so many ways yeah. where we, what can, what are the things we can do rather than what we can be? And we want to think so much because we're in an information era. So it's always what instead of how. And so like, what's the five things to do this? Or what's the five things I should do to get out of this? And it's from what I teach is a little different because I want you to get out of your mind and back into feeling. I want you, I want you to use this body. It's the most amazing technology that exists. And it gives us clues. There's things that can help us with things. The more we can tap into this body, feeling-wise, the more we'll understand it. So what is a lot, so I, a lot of times I work with clients when the first step is, What's what's something that made you very happy? Like what made what made you like smile? What made you um, get feel lighter? What makes you feel great? What is it? What shows up for you? Like having my, my daughter is like the easiest for me now because I just picture in my head me holding her and just seeing her looking in my eyes. And it's just that is all I need because that just puts me in the right moment. And I'm like, beautiful. I have that new anchor now in my life that I can use. And then from there, when you get that feeling, and then, then you just go, okay, great. What is what is the things that you want to create for yourself? What do you want to experience? What do you want to see, right? Um, and maybe, maybe it's more money. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. And then just hold on to that feeling. Don't 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 get into because what happens is if you think, well, I want to make more money. Here comes the baggage, right? The baggage means old experiences affecting your new. And so then all of a sudden you'll be like, oh well, yeah, but I, I never had that before, so it's not going to happen. Don't worry about it. just just hold on to that feeling. You want to get used to that feeling. Because the thing about that feeling is when you start doing something and you feel that feeling, that's soul alignment. That, or that's alignment to your vision. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden you're going to start to, um, you know, you're, you're going to be guided to what you need to do rather than what you think you need to do. Because our mind is great. I love our mind. You need your mind. Um, mm -hmm. for I'm speaking on the intellectual side, logic side. But at the same token, though, um, the, the, there's just some things that are so much deeper. And there's, I mean, if we look at it from a left brain, right brain perspective. The logical part of our brain, for the most part, is on our left side. That can only handle about seven bits of information, give or take, plus or two, plus or minus two, um, per given second. Our right side of our brain can handle about a million plus. So there's a lot of different computing power when you look at yeah. the difference. The feeling side is more on the right side. It taps into the spiritual sites, taps into this vastness. Um, mm -hmm. So we may, like I was sharing about like ayahuasca, and I, I couldn't explain certain things. That's the right side. I just, my, my left brain, if I try to explain it to the T, um, I lose the energy of it. I lose the, the, the essence of it. And so this is why the feeling is so critical. And so that is step number one to what I would recommend mm -hmm. to start shifting you out. Because at the end of the day, everything is vibration. And the more of the vibration we stay at or focus on more, that is going to change and alter our reality. And so this is where I, this is where I step number one would be great. Amazing. Um, and I suppose like it is part meditation because I know a lot of people are scared of the word meditation. And I love that you said um, that, you know, it wasn't something that, you know, excited you at one point, you know. Um, and I'm always telling people, and I wonder, do you agree that they don't have to sit in the lotus position chanting for 90 minutes to meditate? You know, you could be walking the dog or, you know, you could be sitting in the bath or, you know, do whatever relaxes you, you know. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out 
how I would hold on to a feeling. You know, it sounds logical, you know, and I'm listening to you talk and I think, you know, I can do that and I'm going to do that. And then I'm thinking, how am I going to hold on to a feeling? <laughs> I'm coming back to you on that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely. So can I ask you about the be, do, have? That's I think that's one of your techniques that you use and how we're doing it backwards. If you could explain to people a little, please. Yeah, this is the, uh, you know, I heard about this when I was in chiropractic school and I was just so like, oh my God, I, I didn't realize the trap I was in because I did the opposite. Everything is a be, do, have rather than a have, do, be. Now, if you think about the have, do, be, majority of people do this. What does that look like? If I had this much money, I can do this and be that. If I had this, if I if I got to this level of success, I can have this be do that. If I had this person in my life, I can have this be do that. You just, it's a constant thing that we say in our language a lot. And the truth is that we're, we're going, it's a trap that you'll never, it's very hard to achieve in that mentality because everything is vibration first. And so what is vibration? It's your being, it's your element. Vibrate, when you're at the being side of things, you have to get there first. And when you hold that, when you're actually at that element of that, that being, this is, if I want to be a millionaire, I'm going to be a millionaire today. Yeah, my bank account may not reflect that, but I'm going to be the person of what a millionaire is, how they, how, who they are, how the energy is, whatever that looks like for you. And then that person, you're going to start to do the things like a billionaire would do. I'm not getting, what's that mean? Well, you're not going to get into negative thoughts about money or worry about debt. You're not going to worry about paying off debt. You're going to see, how can I create more abundance in my life? Because that's what millionaires do. How can I, what are opportunities to make more money and enjoy the money and so forth? And then when you start to start come from that consciousness and you start doing those things, eventually you'll have the million dollars. But again, what we try to do is say, well, if I had a million dollars, then I can do like, be like a millionaire, do what the millionaires do. And I can be one then. And that's like, that's not how the world works. Um, you know, it's like the same saying, like seeing is believing. It's believing is seeing. And you have to come from that vibration first because the law of vibration states you can only experience things that vibrate at a specific frequency. Whatever's in that frequency, that's all you're going to experience. But if a millionaire is up at a different frequency and you're vibing here, you will never experience a millionaire unless you get to this higher frequency. And once you do, then all of a sudden you will open the doors to that experience. And it may not happen instantly, but the people, the circumstances, the ideas, all those things will come to you. Uh, because again, it's what you're projecting into the field. The field's going to project back to you um, to achieve those kind of things. But it's it's an uphill battle for a lot of people, and it's, it's the have do be is 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 backwards to how everything works. So I get it, and I would have called that manifestation. So it's the same idea, you know, that you have to think yourself somewhere. And you know, I know a lot of people kind of laugh and make fun of this guy. But have you heard of Conor McGregor? He's an Irish sports guy. He's a WW, yes. oh, I can't remember, MMA fighter, that's the one, not WW. But um, if you ever listen to him talk, he is probably one of the best people to manifest that I have ever come across. And he's just like, even before he made any money, when he was like on social welfare, you know, hoping to be a successful fighter, he always had a great mindset. Um, and he really believes in that, as we would call it, manifestation. And he credits that with every success that he's had, you know, so I totally get it. Um, and I, I love it. I did the Bob Proctor thing myself. Um, so totally get it. And I yeah. suppose all, all of that is supposed to help you find your potential. But how do we know what our potential is? 
Great question. So this is easy. It's not hard, right? So what is our potential? I used to be like, what's my potential? What can it be? Oh my God, what, what's the level I can get to? Uh, if you study Bob Proctor stuff, you know Bob Proctor said this before too. He's like, we there is no measurement to what our potential, like the limits of what our limits mm -hmm. are. Nobody, we don't have, no one can tell you what your limit is, right? Yeah. But I, through my experiences trying to understand potential, it became very simple to me because quantum physics, spiritual truths, and neuroscience all gave me those answers. And that is this. Whatever you can put in your imagination or see in your mind's eye, that's your potential. Yeah. Because the way things work and how our world works and how we create our life using the, you know, with the law of manifestation and all those other things, is everything's non-physical to physical. We have to see it in our mind's eye first. And if you cannot see it in your mind's eye, you cannot create it. But whatever you can imagine and whatever you can see, that is what is potential for you to create. And it's potential because there are things you're going to have to follow through to make that a reality in the physical realm. But yeah. everything starts from the non-physical first. And so that is what we that is the potential that you have. So Conor McGregor, right? He 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 always I love how he used to trash talk the fighters so much. Mm -hmm. I used to just watch his YouTube videos of him trash talking. I didn't even care about the fight. I just wanted to see him trash talk. Yeah. Because he he ha he reminded me of Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was like that, the f famous boxer. He he was a nobody, but he would talk trash to fighters. And he says, "I'm I'm, you don't even know who I am." He's you know uh, I forgot I forget some of his sayings now. He's so fast, he switches his lights off. He hits the light, he turns the light off switch in the in the, the room, and he's in the bed before the room goes dark. I mean, the guy was just amazing. But again, that that the vision, right? They had a vision. They can see themselves there. Yeah. Right. That's that's the key I want to make. And that's potential. So you have to see it in mind's eye with all my clients I work with from a business perspective. They all do vision work like that's the first thing we're doing, because that is how critical it is, because we have to see it so clearly. The reason why you don't achieve or experience the things that you want to see, you know, let's say you're like, I'm doing this. I see that I see my life. I've watched the secret or if I've done this work and yet I just still can't get that. Clarity is usually one of the big issues that you don't have. And that's why you have to have crystal clarity in what you're seeing. Uh, the other one is it's not authentic to what you want. You're listening to too many people of what they think is cool instead of or what's what they're doing or what they recommend or what they have or whatever it may be. And instead, you're not choosing what matters to you. Yeah. And so that is that that to me, when I work with a lot of people with like the law of attraction, you know, law of vibration, then the law of attraction, then that leads to the law of manifestation. And it's it's one of those things when I'm working on those levels and some people are like I've done this, it doesn't work. And I'll be like, Did you do the visualization? Yes, I did that. Okay, great. Did you do the thoughts, emotions? You said, Yes, I did all that. Okay. Did you choose what you wanted? Well, I thought I did. All right, now there's a problem there. Because if you're not authentic to what you choose, then mm -hmm. it's you're not creating the proper energy signal out to the field and so forth. So, um, yeah. I think that's where I was going. I'm losing my train of thought with this. So, but I'll leave it. I think no, we're good there. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. And what I say to people is that we're, we we spend too much time making other people happy. You know, well, I can't do this because this person needs me to do that. You know, and we're placing limiting beliefs on ourselves. And the thing that changed my mindset, and I know you, you think the same, was when um, I heard Bob Proctor say, nothing is created or destroyed. Like, no matter what you want to do, like, nobody's ever invented anything, really. I mean, the ability to make electricity was always there. You know, we just didn't open our minds up to realize that we could do this. 
you know, and now that we understand our potential, there's more and more things being invented or, you know, manufactured these days. So, you know, we just have to, as you say, see it in your mind's eye. I love it. And I could listen to you talk all day long because I'm so on the same page as you. Um, so if people want to connect with you, do you have a website? Yeah, you can. My website's my hub, so you can get access to a ton of things there. My website's empoweryourreality.com. And when you go there, if you're a business, you're, you're in business, and, and if you're looking, you like what this resonates, what I've been talking about today, uh, I do offer a free one on one coaching call, and I go through listening to what your challenge is, what your dream life is, and if you um, give you a couple action steps to kind of move forward to that. And if I feel like I can help you, um, then I'll also share how I can do that. Um, I have free resources up there. Um, got a free ebook on there, uh, my podcast, and so forth. And if you want to follow me on social media, it's at the bottom left of my my website. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. And uh, I post pretty much almost every day something uh, relating to this, spirituality, mindset, business, money, uh, and those kind of things to just kind of help share with the world how they can level themselves up. Brilliant. And I will place all of those links and links to your books in the description box attached here. So, Victor, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been amazing to talk to you and I could talk to you all day. OK, it's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you enjoyed the episode, folks. Dr. Vic is an amazing person to talk to. And, you know, he's got some great resources on his website. So do check it out at the link below. And I wanted to remind you that if you are enjoying the podcast and want to support it so that I can continue, please consider signing up to my Patreon. Um, I'll have the link in the description box attached. I'll see you in the next episode. And until then, take care and stay safe. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit.